from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Chiefs Kingdom, it is all starting to come together. We have information finally from the team. First pressers in a while gave us a couple of tidbits. An old friend decided to hang them up. We're going to talk about all this and more coming up today as we get ready for the NFL draft. For your Kansas City Chiefs, I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, which now has the uh, NFL 2021, that is, draft guide out and available. And you guys know the code. It's Matrix L-O-N. You can get a hefty discount over there. Check that out. And I'm also the host over at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. And thank you for all the new iTunes reviews because those keep coming in. We do appreciate those as well. Lots to talk about when, I get, when we talk about the draft. Uh, and we'll probably get into that a little bit more tomorrow. But a little bit to talk about today, you mentioned an old friend that decided to hang him up. Yeah, this guy. Um, and, and I think friend might even be underselling it, right? Because very much so. Getting off the schneid from the regime prior to Andy Reid, I think really goes back to the genesis of the whole thing. One of the primary things that they wanted to do is get a veteran quarterback that Andy felt could run his offense. That's what they had to go do. Like first thing, that was their goal. And then everything followed from that. Alex Smith decided to say, hey, it's enough. It's a career. I completed my goal. I made my comeback. I got back on an NFL field after having the most devastating quarterback injury in 20 years and got it done. And now I'm going to spend some time with my kids and my family and I'll have another chapter. I thought it was very, very telling that in his personal announcement on Instagram that he was like, I'm going to take a little bit of time. Don't start rushing me. But I could see a future for him pretty easily. Yeah, I could see a future, but it, it sounded like, uh, at least from what, what Matt Derrick said, that uh, Smith has already put cold water on the coaching rumor, or Andy Reid has put cold water on the coaching rumor, that uh, Smith is going to take some time off and probably not go that direction. So while I think that that would be a natural way for him to go, uh, I'm not so sure it's an option. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem like it is right now. Good for him. I think he should take a little bit of time because I think that that distance helps. I know he's launching a clothing line and he's got a couple of other irons in the fire business-wise. So it, at the height of his probably notoriety outside of the sports world, I think that's probably smart. Start yourself some other businesses, get some things off the ground. And then if you if if the bug comes back, which for a guy like Alex Smith, I have to think that it will. Um and he was pretty adamant that hey, when he when he does decide he wants the coach, I want first dibs. Yeah, no, and I get that. But the thing is, for me, he doesn't need the money. Uh, yes, he may get the itch again, but that's the only thing he's coming back for because he obviously doesn't need the money. He's made plenty in his career. Uh, so you would think that that's not going to be the driving force. It's going to be something that he's going to have to really want to do, and that's going to have to be his big desire. And honestly, uh, I could see that being something that he would want. But at the same time, when you start looking at the – length of time that he's going to be putting into a facility if he's coaching, he's going to be basically acting like a player again. So uh, you would imagine that that's something that maybe he decides he doesn't want to do. Yeah, could be. I kind of feel the opposite, though. A guy that's that uh, that is that ingrained, what did he say, 16 years is how he started mm-hmm. counting it in this sport. I don't think you walk away with that, especially the way that he is, having fought back through all of this. Um, I'm guessing the itch does come back, and it is about winning from a different perspective for him. I could see him being that guy that wants to come back, but you know, if if he does, at least we know where he'll probably get his first opportunity. I think that's really interesting, and I wouldn't argue with it. But there's a lot of things 
that go into the story that's not just about what happened today. We're going to get into that and more, including the draft, coming up next. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Get all the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Audacity app or wherever you get podcasts. For me, I think it's very telling that we're going to lead our chief show with news of a former chief because of how much the impact has come around for the quarterback that is running this franchise now. A guy who coincidentally had an update today as well and says that his uh, toe rehab has uh, been fixed, obviously, with surgery and that he is ahead of schedule and that he feels good. I'm sure that's uh, you know relaxing for everyone to hear at this point in the offseason. Yeah, and I think that that's great that his rehab is going very well. I'm not surprised. Uh, it sounds like he's out of the boot and starting to move around, so that's a good thing as well. Uh, still got a couple months before he's going to have to be chasing the baby around the house, but uh, you know the boot wouldn't be helpful in that regard at all. Yeah, that makes things uh, that much more difficult. Although, luckily, you get a few months uh, you know, leeway until they can actually get enough speed to get away from you. That's true. So he should be good by then. You know, you look at that situation and you look at his foot. Uh, I do think that it's it's good that he got the surgery done already, and that he, it sounds like from what they said that he is probably ahead of schedule uh, on where he is supposed to be rehab wise. None of that shocks me, considering him, uh, the way he attacks things, and the way he is all about his personal health, and honestly, some of the things that he's used and he is a spokesman for as well. Mm-hmm. I think it all goes into like you know the the full scope of how you get prepared to be somebody that has to. Uh, use your body every day for your job. It's a different perspective than somebody like me who, you know, has to come up with excuses to use a standing desk to not sit around all day long. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's all welcome to my life. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) That's right. They make microphone stands that are, you know, up off the ground, too. So we'll use those, too. But for me, it's not just the injury. It's not just the recovery. It's the fact that Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes are going to be tied together forever. It's it's no way around it. And I think that at this particular day, with one recovering from maybe the most crushing loss of his career so far and coming off a Super Bowl loss, and a guy that has had to deal with that his whole life, back and forth from the, the being called a bust to disappointment getting traded over and over, and then the injury and his comeback, like the – the mentality of the two, no matter how different they are in terms of being outspoken, I think I think the mentality of the drive, I think, for them is what really strikes me as being very, very similar. Yeah, absolutely. And Patrick had one of the best teachers he ever could have in Alex Smith. And I don't say that from just a perspective of him being able to you know, become a professional and, and try to figure out the ropes of what being a professional is. But the big thing is, is he learned from a guy that is a lot like him and has that same tenacity about his life and about what he's doing as his job and was willing to teach him. And that's huge. It is. And you don't see that anymore. You, you see way more of the Joe Flacco syndrome than anything else. And this draft in particular is going to be 
a number of prospects that I think are going to get drafted that aren't going to get the Reigns day one. I think this, from everything that we hear, there are more and more teams that are starting to look at the Mahomes-Smith model as the model to follow and see what you can get done in developing that guy once he's inside your building, not relying on what the college coaches do to bring him along. Yeah, and that really harkens you back to the days of Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. So you have to wonder if that's what's going on in Green Bay. Obviously, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other team. But it is going to be interesting to watch going forward. Yeah, and it's it's got to be because it all plays in. Everything that has happened in the past is now feeding into Patrick. And I want to ask you, as we're dealing with this on a day that, that Alex Smith retires, How does it strike you about where Patrick has come in the last three seasons in terms of preparation, of taking responsibility, of being accountable not only to himself or his teammates, but the entire organization? Uh, Maybe some of that we saw today in the presser. I don't think it was anything earth-shattering, but it it certainly felt a little different to me. You know, I think you look at it and you say, from day one when they drafted him, and even before they drafted him, I was impressed with the kid because – of what he brought to the table, his tangibles were obviously phenomenal. But you start looking at the intangible stuff, the leadership, the ability to command a locker room, the ability to command a huddle, and the ability to really seem to get some of the best out of the players that are on the field with him. Uh, I think that that puts him at a whole different level uh, than some of the other people that have played in this game, especially for Kansas City at that position. I think that you you look at some of the QBs of the past, and while they could play well, uh, you know, honestly, one, one that will stick in my mind and people will kill me for saying this, but Elvis Gerback really never seemed like a guy that was commanding the huddle near as much as Mahomes or anywhere close to Mahomes. He may have been a, he may have had talent. He may have been able to do the job, but he wasn't that guy that had the locker room. Like, you know, honestly, at the same time, almost Rich Gannon seemed to. I will forever say that that was the biggest mistake that kind of, sealed the end of Carl is that it was the A B situation. You, you just chose the wrong one. I don't understand how how that gets through because when you see what went on for Rich Gannon, not that he's anything like Mahomes in terms of overall, you know, Hall of Fame type talent, but clearly being the leader within the room or within the entire locker room itself, not just the QB room, goes a long, long way. And that's something that while you can learn some tricks of the trade, it, it isn't it isn't all learned. No, that definitely that part definitely isn't. But Gerbeck had more talent. He had the arm. He had the, you know, whatever you want to call it. Rich Gannon was smarter and Rich Gannon held the locker room. And that is a huge thing. And honestly, it's at Kansas City back for several years after afterwards. But, you know, to me, that's really what Mahomes has always impressed me with is his ability to command the locker room, man respect from everybody around him and to get the most out of the players that are on his team. And I think that that's one of those things that, uh, you know, good luck finding that in the draft. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I'm not saying that there aren't players that can, that can't do it, but that's a huge deal. And that's something that you're right. You don't learn. And even a step beyond that, it is like he said today, when asked specifically about rewatching the Super Bowl and taking things away from, him, he said, you know, I've watched it a couple of times and then I put it away. And I think that's smart. I think that's also a sign of maturity that you learn from somebody that has been there before that you have to take the information that you can glean from it to make yourself better. But you can't get hung up on it to the point where you're dwelling on it. 
And I think, like he said today, and I, I thought this was an interesting tidbit that, uh, that they plan on, he's sure he'll watch it a few more times through their virtual offseason. So I have to think that maybe this is going to be a point where the whole league gets to the point eventually where voluntary OTAs are not something we're going to see players participating in. Yeah, that's a whole other subject that I think is probably too deep for this conversation today. Uh, I do think that that may be a possibility in the future. I definitely, I guess I would say I hope it's not. Uh, something that is going to become the norm in the league in the future, because while I do think that virtually you can learn things, I don't think you learn near as well for one. And two, the biggest thing that I think this team has had going for it over the past two or three seasons is the chemistry that they have. And I'm sorry, you're not going to get that when you're not having practices and not all being in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. And I understand that the NFLPA is going to have its angle on it and the players are going to have their, their risk assessment that they have to go through. And and it is a personal choice about how much you want to continue to expose yourself. But I will say this, especially with vaccination on the rise, whether they choose to do it or not, I do think there is one group in particular that if the, the bulk of the team or the bulk of the NFLPA decide not to attend OTAs, I really think that the rookies could use that time to get more on field coaching. What are we always complaining about is that coaches don't get enough time to teach and coach anymore. Right. I think that's a nice way to maybe sidestep it and see if you can get the rookie class to show up and get that intensive more, I won't say one-on-one, but clearly a lot more time with their actual coaches. Well, and I do think that the other thing, and we kind of mentioned this, I believe, on on the show last week, is that you, you start looking at the contracts that Kansas City has been writing for some of these players, and more and more they seem to be going back to having workout bonuses of some sort. And I don't think it's just because they want – players at the facility. I think that's part of it. But I think that they look at what they've done over the past two or three years and they realize that chemistry is a huge deal. And it's part of the reason that they were able to get through some of the adversity that this team had at times because they were so close. And that is built in OTAs. That is not built. I mean, yeah, it's built at training camp, but you start building that at OTAs and it becomes strong at training camp. It certainly does. And that's where it all has to start. And I think that will become something hopefully we'll get to see this year. We'll actually find out here. I don't know when, but we'll find out. Um, a couple of other twists that I think are going to go into this that still play upon the, the quarterback, but have some other things coming along for some other players. We'll get to those here in a second. The chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus us do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing their prices based on whims like the airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice the money for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com 
The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Locked On and Odyssey, is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Jason Lockenfora. Our local experts from every team are making trades and picking the next stars for their teams. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So a couple of little notes that I just wanted to throw out in terms of guys that really need that exposure and that chemistry that you're talking about, especially with Mahomes. Jody Fortson's one of them. And he popped back up on social media training again, um, looking like he's in shape. It doesn't look any heavier to me. He still looks like a wide receiver to me. So uh, I don't know that where that future is going positionally, but I think he in particular is one guy that I think a lot of Chiefs Kingdom pulls for it that could really use that time with Patrick running those routes and understanding what he's looking for. Well, and it's all of those guys, those types of guys. All of those developmental players are going to be the guys that have the best opportunity to try to succeed and, and get something from those extra reps that they would be getting. And honestly, I mean, this is the biggest thing for me. When you start looking at it, yeah, it comes down to chemistry. Yeah, it comes down to camaraderie and being around your team. But you also you you look at it, and I'm I'll go back to saying what I said before. You don't learn as well virtually as you do in person. People, there are lots of people that don't learn by just looking at something. They have to learn by doing, and you're not going to be able to learn by doing without actually being in person. Until they get to a, a situation where they have virtual reality. Now, if they have that, that takes a little bit more of that away. I can't see them actually running down the field with like you know the the Google goggles on or whatever, like mm-hmm. the virtual here. We just need you to get 20 yards of space around you so you can move and spin. Like that seems dangerous to me. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. And it, no, and, and honestly, I mean, it's all, it's all just kind of out there and who knows what you're going to end up happening. But I, I do think that this is going to be something that they're going to have to figure out in the next couple of seasons, because the push is coming from the players union at this point to go all virtual and to get it to where players don't have to report. And I think that that's going to hurt the game down the road. Well, and the only thing that I'm, I agree with you that I think the coordination will be hurt by that. And I wonder, especially now that we look at the 17 game season and knowing that we're only going to get three preseason games, that cuts down the effectiveness of that come together time in camp and getting things back on track, right? A year ago, I would say, okay, well, you have a better chance to recover that lost time once you're in camp. Now that's going to change. The bigger thing for me is what does that do physically for the players? What kind of stress does that put on their bodies knowing that they haven't been through, and no offense to any player who manages their own workouts, they get you know, they get guidance from the strength and conditioning staff. They have they have what they need in, in order to work out on their own in an effective way. But it's still not the same thing as having weight sessions, running sessions, and field sessions with their teammates at the facility as a team. Yep. And that goes back to the same thing. You know, we talk about, and this is something we talk about all season long about chemistry among the offensive linemen. Where do you think that is built? I mean, yeah, it's built in training camp, knowing where your guy is going to be, but it's also built in OTAs, knowing that your guy knows what he's supposed to be doing and knowing how he's going to react to something that comes at him. I mean, you're not having full padded practices, so injuries should be at a complete minimal in any of these scenarios. So really, it shouldn't be an an injury issue. It's a not reporting to the field issue, which to me, I think is going a little too far. Well, and I'll tell you this too. It's also built around the training tables, sitting with your teammates, especially offensive linemen who have a tendency to hang out with each other, 
sit around, shoot the stuff and and get down to business in the meantime when you're on your quote unquote off time because you're hanging out and you're getting a feel for somebody. And I think that goes a long way in establishing that particular unit, maybe more than others. Yeah, probably. And, you know, honestly, the other thing is, is I don't care how many middle reps you have running a route as a wide receiver or a corner trying to cover a wide receiver. You're never going to get anything near what you're going to get from it unless you're actually in person. I mean, virtually is not ever going to be anything close to in person where you can actually feel jam. I mean, it doesn't even have to be hard, but it's the thought process of knowing that the jam is coming and being able to react with your hands and know, you know, this is what I need to do. And just all of that, it's all repetition and it takes a lot of work. And it, it puts more emphasis back on the people that can help make up for the deficiencies in this whole process, right? It is no coincidence that along with Andy Reid, the two people that spoke in front of the press today were Patrick Mahomes and Tyron Matthew, because that's their role to pull them together, put them together and get them running. I just think it puts a little bit more added stress on those two guys in particular. No, absolutely. It does because Patrick Mahomes is going to be under more stress because he's going to be trying to throw to receivers that he doesn't necessarily have timing with. uh, If you're not going to get those OTAs, as early, I mean, he'll develop that timing with guys, but it helps when you have even more reps. And when you're talking about OTAs, you're talking about, you know, in shorts. And obviously that's not the same thing, but it's still something more than what you're going to have. And honestly, at this point, you know, if they go and draft a wide receiver or they go and draft a tight end and they're still doing all virtual stuff for the first couple of weeks and, and they don't really meet until training camp, how's that going to affect that new guy coming in and getting any kind of chemistry with Patrick? I mean, we're assuming that the guy is going to play, but, you know, if they go draft a guy in the second or third round, if you don't get any chemistry with Patrick in the, before training camp, you're going to be behind the eight ball before you even start. Yeah. And it feels like as the NFLPA goes on and trying to emphasize um, the lack of in-person activities, it's going to come down to a couple of scenarios where Patrick and somebody are going to have to do something on their own. Yep. No, and I agree with you. I think that that's probably going to be what's coming and. I guess in my mind, I get why they're saying that they don't want the in-person activities. I get that they would prefer, you know, to do virtual and that they think it worked really well last year. Well, the problem is, is you can say it worked really well last year for injuries. Okay. How many injuries actually happen at OTAs? That's not, that's not a time where you're getting a ton of injuries. True. So at this point, it's more of you're, you're missing the stuff that makes teams better at the beginning of the season. And I honestly thought that there were some really, bad games at the beginning of the year last year because there was no preseason. There was no ability to do any of that. And honestly, here's the question now. Are we going to have preseason this year? I mean, uh, that's really what it comes down to for me is is how far is this going to swing the other direction? Because they keep saying all virtual. Well, okay, what's next? Are they going to say no more preseason games? I'm and sure I know that's a point. long jump, <laughs> right? But but there, it's out there, right? I'm sure somebody is going to suggest that at some point. Oh, it's going to be a tough one. But as we stand right now, I, I feel like this team is at a crossroads that where they can make the best of whatever the situation is going to be and try to recover from that letdown against the Bucks, and that's what it's going to come down to. So we're going to check back in with them as we find out more. We get ready for this draft. We're going to talk with Matt Derrick uh, coming up here as well, and then we have a couple other guests lined up for you coming soon as well as we get ready for this draft. 
We appreciate your time listening to us today. Appreciate those iTunes reviews and the five stars and the whole nine yards. If you want to get an idea of the draft, go check out RogueAPC.com and check out the uh, RAC draft guide. I uh, got it on sale there. And the, the code for you guys is Matrix L-O-N. Uh, it gives you all the production athleticism outside of the film, the things that make the differences. Check that out. Thank you for listening to us today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com, where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts, and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.